the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you, who the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Rumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, Andar Ola. I realize I'm under oath here, so I will publicly admit my name is in fact Spud Goodman. <laughs> Spud Goodman. <laughs> Welcome to our show, I guess, first thing I should say. And, you know, I'm not the type of person to hype or, you know, or get into exaggeration. So I will not attempt to oversell the episode we're about to bring you. But I do think it's going to be a halfway decent one. And if you sleep on it right now by moving on to a real radio show, well, it will be your loss. as You're going to be missing some top-notch stuff here. Okay, sure, you can just catch it later on our website or on iTunes, but listening live over the air is a much more satisfying experience, if you ask me. I mean, like, who would choose virtual sex over the real thing? You know, until technology makes some major advances, you always want to go with the real deal when the moment is right. So why pause to take a pill? So, okay, then let me now introduce our show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Um, hey, give everyone a, a short sample of your skill set. How, how about a, a, a belly laugh? Yeah, a belly laugh. Uh, I know it's early in the show and you haven't warmed up, but give it a oh, shot. Oh, gosh, Spud, I don't want to pull a muscle here, as I generally like to bring out the belly laughs after I've worked I know, up to I know. It. Ooh, okay, uh, here goes. <laughs> Oh, boy, that will have to do. But next time, will you give me a heads up if you want this at the start of the show? Yeah, right. My bad, my bad. So I'm sorry. Please. Okay. So now I have to acknowledge our show's temporary permanent co-host, uh, Gerald Holcomb. Uh, yeah, just just go ahead. You're on. Just, yeah. you know. Okay. You, do you want me to do a belly laugh, too? <laughs> Uh, listen, I think I could pull that off. And not that I want to upstage your Aunt Dorothy, no, but I, no, I've always no, told you. No I belly could... laughs from you. Uh, know your role as a co-host. Just say hello, and that will be fine. Very well. Hello, everyone. My name is Gerald Holcomb. I already Holcomb. told I... the listeners your name. Oh. So anyway, I thought a good topic to bring up you know, on this show is about that Christmas present you gave me You know, this year. I finally got around to using it. I haven't, I haven't told you or anyone about this, but it's kind of changed my life. Don't be so overly dramatic about it. It's something that, you know, maybe others listening right now have also experienced. Wait, you, you, you mean you actually use the gift certificate for Ancestry.com that I yeah, gave you? Yes, yes. Oh, but that makes me feel so Good. Gee whiz. My wife, Rachel, said you would never do it. She thought you'd be scared to death to find out, you know, if maybe you had potential 
relatives out there. Uh-huh, yeah. Knowing the genes on the Goodman side of the family, can you really blame him? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a lame gift when I opened it. I, I sure I would have rather gotten like a gift certificate, you know, for Jack in the Box or iTunes. Oh. But it turned out to be kind of cool. I, I, you know, I mean, at first I was thinking, I don't need a new relative. It's just one more person that I have to remember, like their birthday and their address to send one of those, you know, free Christmas cards we get each year from the station. But seriously. Seriously. Thanks, man. A thank you, too? Wow. Wow. The only only (laughs) downside was doing that DNA thing. You know, uh, the cheek swab in the mouth, it it creeped me out. It felt like I was on one of those really lame CSI shows or something. Well, it's just a tool to enable an effective search into the database available. They're they're set up. It's not on the level of my church's state-of-the-art system. A giant, beautiful... Massive. The biggest ever in our country. But uh, I will say this, it's still pretty effective. Yeah. You know, I guess you would never have to use a company like Ancestry.com as your church Mm. does this stuff for free, right? Yeah, correct. But as you are not a member of the Mormon church, you would not be eligible for free genealogical research. But I felt Ancestry.com would be the best option for you. But, okay, so you had no problems using their program? No, I mean, but it was not easy, totally easy. I mean, there are a lot of people with a Goodman name out there in the oh. world. And, and some of them have been, like, serial killers and, and worse. Like, there were a couple Goodmans involved in the 1929 stock market crash. Really? Excellent. Yeah, I mean, some insider trading or something, and they totally besmirched the name. Thank God I'm not related to him. Um, I think your father had an uncle who worked with that demagogue Senator Joseph McCarthy, and his Committee on Un-American Activities in the 1950s. Um, yeah, really? He, well, yeah. yeah, as I remember, the guy was his milkman, and he turned oh. in a bunch of his friends who he labeled as commie sympathizers. He tried to excuse it by telling family members they were friends anyway, but he still died friendless. And it only makes common sense. I mean, yeah, now I think I do remember. Yeah, I, I heard something about that guy. Yeah. What a dick. Anyway... You know, I will admit, I was surprised to find that I had a cousin, a cousin. Uh, his name is Roger, and he's he's a pretty decent guy. He's not a rat or a serial killer. He's a school teacher in Arizona. He's an advisor to the pep club and student council at the high school he works at. Anyway, I messaged him earlier today and told him to tune in. Uh, you know, we can always use another listener. Uh, maybe he'll even like our show's Facebook page, if he knows how to do that. I can handle things! I'm smart! He knows how to click on like. Uh, Jeez. All right. You know, and I already told him to do that when I first spoke with him last week. You know, if, if I can't get all living Goodman family members to support the show on Facebook, then I might as well just give it up. That's true. And I suggested he call in, actually, um, you know, oh. on the show. But I don't, I don't know if he will. But, but if he does, at least we know he won't trash me like some of the calls I get from listeners. Anyway, right now, I need to introduce our musical guest, who I will be speaking with a little later on in the program. Here is Jamie Nova. Fantasy 
Take you for a ride I'll make your dreams come true If you let me mess with you We could have some fun We could have some fun Well, I'll make you oh. So do you say Will you be my full time I'll be your saving grace As I give you Tamara Taylor is ready to speak with you. 
Yeah, she's on a very key new show on Netflix, Altered Carbon. It's getting a lot of buzz now. You, you might have seen her on the Fox show Bones as, you know, oh, she was... Oh, on- oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was on Bones. She, oh my goodness, she played Dr. Cam Saroyan for 11 seasons. Now I yeah, recognize I- her name. I'm so excited. I, but our family never missed a Bones episode. Never missed one. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration. Um, well, it's good to know, but oh. don't think about jumping in she, and slobbering on her well, during the interview. Keep your I'm bones not, groupie desires in check while I do the segment. Oh, boy, I don't think I've seen this level of enthusiasm from him since the actor who played Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman was on the show. Yeah, it's oh, kind yeah, of giving yeah. me the willies. I like it a lot better when uh, he doesn't know who our guests are. Yeah, hmm. No, no, no. Rest assured, I, I'm not going to embarrass the show. You better not. Just, just put her through. Yeah, here she is. Everyone say hello to actress Tamara Taylor. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Now, Tamara, you are co-starring in a very cool new show, Altered Carbon, now streaming on Netflix. It takes place like 350 years in the future and is based on the novel by Richard K. Morgan. Is that correct? It sure is, yeah. So how's it going with that project? Wow. Well, you know what's kind of surreal is that we filmed that project uh, the better part of a year ago. Oh. Um, And, you know, I think just based on, you know, how large it is and how many special effects, it's it's been in post-production for a while, you know. So uh, we, we finished it a while back, and it's so nice to have the world sort of come along for the ride now. Right. Um, you co-star with Joel Kinnaman, is that correct? Yes, yeah. And James Purifoy. And where, where was the project shot at? Vancouver. Oh, all right, super. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know... My beautiful, my beautiful homeland. It was so much fun to, to be able to go back up to Canada, see my mom, oh, you know, yeah. play, play around for a little while and then come back. Super. Well, well, for the writers, having a show based 350 years in the future is kind of cool because they can make up stuff that isn't around these days. Have, have you had to use any device on this show that's kind of interesting? Oh, yeah, the Onis. Uh, have you watched the show? Um, you know, that's little... not, like number one on my list. I'm going to go through them all at once. I have to, like, clear the day. That's how hey, I do it. Well, you've got time. It just I literally just came out last week. So. Right. No, um, one of the cool devices was an Oni, um, and it's essentially like a wristwatch, um, and also a retinal, uh, like a retinal implant. So when you get an incoming call, it lights up in your eye. You press a button on, you press, you know, a button on your Oni, you know, which is on your wrist. It answers the call, and you essentially can kind of see the person you're talking to. It's cool. Super. I might have Verizon yeah. on that sometime. All right. Um, well, you know, for, for longtime viewers of the Fox series Bones, which aired for 12 seasons, uh, they're quite familiar with your work on the show playing Dr. Cam Saroyan. Um, d- you did over 200 Bones episodes. That's a lot of Bones. So I, I, I was just, <laughs> just kind of wondering if you still find yourself saying stuff Cam would in your daily life. You know, well, I still find myself bossing people around because Cam was definitely the boss yeah. of everything and didn't didn't let anybody forget it. Um, yeah, you know, it's amazing. Actually, the opposite, I would say, happens. You know, TJ and I used to laugh that, like, you retain all of those words, and TJ played Hodgins on the on the show, and he had probably the most intense dialogue of all of us 
because he was like the, the bug and slime guy. So he had all this Latin gobbledygook to speak. Yeah. And as soon, literally, you'd, you'd retain it for the minute the camera was on you. The minute that camera turned around, I could not tell you what I said. You know, wow. it's just amazing. You think that I would remember all of the bones in the body? I'm sure Emily can name them. I can't. Wow. All right. Super. Well, you know, um, I myself am a major proponent of craft services and discuss this part of show business often with my guests. So my question is, was there much of a drop-off in the food service going from Fox to Netflix, maybe in like the out-of-season fruit available or the toppings for the frozen yogurt? <laughs> I love, you know what, asking the important questions. I appreciate that. Um, you know, it's amazing, and maybe I'm going maybe I'm going to go like Homeland Pride on this. But being Canadian, uh, the craft service was astoundingly cool on Altered Carbon. Now, we always had amazing craft service on Bones as well. So, you know, I'd say, I'd say the dessert bar, like we actually did have a dessert bar, you know, on Altered Carbon. Oh, you know, now you're talking. Every day. Now yeah, you're it, was talking. Kind of, it was kind of exciting. Like, wow, okay, people, oh, my God, are we making fajitas like live right here wow this is cool okay wow okay i just wrote that one down for heel fajitas oh wow all right super um well you know on the show we've also been discussing those those online companies like ancestry.com that do research into people's families family trees you know discovering you know long lost relatives i just found out i have a third cousin i wasn't aware of have you ever found out you were related to someone out of the blue Yes, I actually, my mom gifted me uh, with uh, the Ancestry.com DNA kit. Oh, you too, oh. One Christmas, so I did it a couple of years ago, and it came back, and, you know, it was kind of wild to find out, you know, where exactly my lineage is from. Um, but then I guess what they do is they kind of record it in their database, and if somebody is a DNA match for you, it kind of pings you. So I found... Uh, a cousin, I think, like a long-lost cousin in Nova Scotia found oh. me. Ooh. Trippy. I was like, wow, okay. Wow, S- super. Um, you know, I also read, uh, I don't know if this is accurate, is, is Nev Campbell your second cousin? She, it, it's a funny story. By marriage only, she actually is related. We are related by marriage. <laughs> like, I think, like, second, 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 you know, third Third, fourth cousin. I don't know. Well, still you're late. That's kind of cool. All right. Well, yeah, loosely, loosely and hilariously, we, we discovered that. It was like the joke is that, you know, when you say you're Canadian, oh, wow, do you know uh, Norma? Do you know Nancy? She's Canadian. And the fact that we actually were loosely related was like, come on, what are the chances of that? Well, well I hope I find some show business cousins through my ancestry. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Uh, Spud, yes. if I could interject here, number one, she's a fabulous guest. And also, how neat is it that Tamara was also curious about her ancestry? Uh, excuse me for a brief moment, Tamara. Yeah, okay, is that it? You interrupted my interview to just say how neat it is that she's looking into her family tree? Well, Couldn't that have waited until after the show? Yeah, really. That was not worthy of cutting into the interview. I think he just wanted to butt into the conversation without actually contributing anything of substance. Hey, you guys, lighten up. I I just made an observation here. You know, nowadays, it seems everyone's looking into their ancestry, not just us in the Mormon faith. You know, Spud, if you were a member of my church, you could have access to this service free of charge, you know? Uh, It's worth thinking about. uh, (laughs) I'm good with 
with my Ancestry.com account, okay? Thanks. Now let me get back to Tamara. I'm back. Okay, great. Well, I, I understand you're also quite active in pet adoption activities, and I, I too am a supporter through my place. You know, my place, though, I, they won't let me have any more animals, but you're big, you're really active in this, correct? I am. I just think that there's, there's you know, a, for, a forever home for every beautiful animal out there. Oh, all right, super. Um, you know, if, if I ever hit the Powerball, this is what I've been thinking. I'm going to buy Michael Jackson's Neverland Estate from whoever owns it now and make it a place for all animals, not, not just ostriches, llamas, and unicorns. I mean, I, 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 I need a big space so I can just let the animals just roam. That's, that's my goal. I know, and let the animals be animals and love them up and let people come visit them and play with them. That would be awesome. Correct. All right. Well, I know you got stuff to do, so let me close with my standard question. Okay. Uh, Tamara, what has been your most memorable moment in the entertainment industry? My most memorable moment? Oh, my gosh. That is a good question and a tough question because there have been so many of them. Um, wow. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Maybe me. Uh, I met Quincy Jones uh, and had the oh. the amazing pleasure of, like, having him sit down and... and chat with me and and my you know manager or team at the time for like an hour and a half and just tell stories that was one of my one of my most memorable hollywood moments super i mean he's he's quite the amazing man all right well let me remind everyone that the show you co-star in altered carbon is now streaming on netflix so everyone can start binging immediately like me too all right yay (laughs) hopefully you'll i think you'll like it Uh i think you'll love it actually i'm excited all right well thank you so much for coming on our program Oh, thank you so much for having me. All right, Miss Tamara Taylor. The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, Spud, I I was curious, in in your research into the Goodman family tree, did you discover any connections to famous people in the past? Well, Uh, you know, I myself found that the Holcombs were a very well-bred lineage. I I mean, I'm a distant relative of some people of fame. Sure, they may have been somewhat uh, troubled, but, uh, well, actually, they were notorious. Like, say, Mrs. John Wilkes Booth, General Custer, and I guess uh, Joseph Mengele, who was a cousin of my uncle on my mother's side. But that uncle was really shady, so we don't really You're related to that? Nazi? Well, the angel of death, Joseph Mengele? Wow. I was kind of embarrassed to find out I, you know, might be related to Benedict Arnold. That is messed up, yo. It's not a sure thing, as I I need to double check it. Really? Uh, I had heard from your father years ago that Benedict Arnold was a distant relation. 
Not exactly a claim to fame, huh? Yeah, I mean, he was a real jerk, but compared to that Nazi dude in our co-host family well, here, I, I, I guess it's not that embarrassing. True. No, no, c- c- come on. It's not like all of my relatives were Nazis. Stop being weak! Yeah, please, don't generalize and make the Holcombs out to be a despicable people. Everyone has a black sheep or two in their family tree. Uh, I'm thinking that guy would fall into the, you know, the there were very fine people on both sides thing from our El Presidente. I promise you. You know, seriously, in a couple months, you know he's going to start wearing one of those military jackets with fake medals and fringe on the shoulders. It's just a matter of time. But Spud, uh, I just want to say I was told by my mother that we were distant relatives of Rock Hudson. Oh. That's not too shabby, mm. huh? Yeah, okay. No. I-, I just want to say we oh, have cool. some pretty decent humans in the Holcomb family tree too, who were maybe not as well known. So please disregard. Yeah, the, the, talk the, the, about the, no- jo- the Nazi. Yeah, no. disregard it. Yeah, well, that one's gonna stick out in the family tree for eternity, <laughs> man. Well, okay. Like I said, I'm still trying to get final word is I filed a protest that a mistake may have been made in the research. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? It's possible, so... It's it's not going to go any further, so no worries, all right? (sighs) You know, say, I was going to suggest we maybe look into the family tree of some others here on the show, you know? You know, how about Chance the intern over there? Hey, yeah, yeah, you, I'm talking to you. Uh... Put down your phone and stop playing that Walking Dead video game just just for a second. What do you want, Mr. Goodman? Sir, yes, sir. I may be an intern, but I'm not your dog who comes whenever he is called. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. But can you give us, you know, some info on your family? For some reason, just looking at you, I think I think there could be a fascinating backstory there. Have you guys ever done the research? Because if you haven't, I will come up with the money to do it, as it could be very interesting to discuss on the show. It smells really good. Our family has conducted extensive research into our history. Okay. My right. dad told me we were distant relatives of Genghis Khan and also Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio? Wow, that, that's kind of cool. Did, did any of your, uh, I guess, now deceased relatives hang out with Marilyn Monroe when they were a thing? I don't know. He never mentioned Marilyn Monroe. Who is she? <laughs> um, who is she? Hey, just, just go back to playing your video games, all right? It's time to shut it down, turn the tables, and lock her up. Uh, Mr. Temporary Co-host, why, why don't you just do your job now and see if our next guest is ready to go? Yeah, okay, but it, you know, it's temporary, permanent Whatever. co-host. Yeah, and, and I'm being told by the board, Spud, your next guest, Lauren Ash, is good to go on the line. You know, I, I know you're familiar with her character, Dina, on Superstore. As oh, yeah. You said you started watching it after we, we had on, uh, you know, Ben Feldman, who plays Jonah on the yeah. show. How do you like it? Oh, it's pretty darn funny. Yeah. Now, Lauren in real life is not as pushy as the person she plays on the show, right? Yeah, my gosh, she is somewhat intimidating. No, she's playing a character. Do, do you think yeah. Sir Anthony Hopkins actually ate people while filming Silence of the Lambs? It's called acting. Hmm. No, I, I understand that. But you know those method actors, they're sometimes they're known to take things to the extreme in getting into character. I read in some magazine that Sylvester Stallone once actually shot some extras while he was filming one of his Rambo movies. They all survived, but I don't think Sly apologized as Rambo was a man of few words. You little b- out there are going to go watch your TV and your movies. 
Well, the fewer words he says on screen, the better. I mean, he is hot, but boy, is he dumb. I have no comment on Sly. Just put Lauren through. Yeah, here she is. Say hello to actress Lauren Ash. Uh, welcome to our show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, your NBC sitcom Superstore airs Thursday nights at 8, 7 central. And for those stations that airs in other countries, they can find it on demand at NBC.com. So for the record, I will say I like the show very much. I've seen almost all the episodes. It's very funny. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, we recently had Ben Feldman on, who plays Jonah, on the show, and we touched on his sort of relationship with Amy, played by America Ferreira. But your character, Dina, I find the most interesting. She seems to know what she wants and usually gets it, for for instance, romantically. Would you agree she's not exactly passive? Oh, yeah. No, not a passive lady. No, she definitely <laughs> sees what she wants and goes after it. That's uh, certainly true. Yeah, I would agree, to, agree with that for sure. Oh, the show's executive producer, Justin Spitzer, who worked on The Office, has brought some familiar themes of life, you know, in the workplace to Superstore. When you find yourself in a big box store yourself, maybe shopping for duct tape or a shovel, does staff there ever stop and chat with you about the show? Yeah, but I will be honest with you. I think especially when people recognize me working in one of those stores, they they get a little bit scared of me <laughs> because I think that they associate me with Dina, who obviously is a very, um, oh, large kind of personality. <laughs> so there's a lot of times when I'm in those stores and employees will be like, you're the lady from the show. And I'm like, yeah, and then they, they kind of cower. Um, I think it's because they're seeing me in that environment. If people recognize me in other venues, they don't normally get as scared, but that definitely has been a common thread for me whenever I've gone to a, a Target or a Walmart or anything like that. Yeah, super. Well, um, you have a background in improv, working both uh, at the Canadian Second City Company and at the Chicago Mainstage uh, Company. Do, do, you, do you often find scripted material confining? Like, you ever like have to stop yourself from riffing on something after doing your lines? Well, uh, you know, we're very lucky because they encourage us and, and allow us to kind of riff and improvise. So we always get, we shoot every scene as they've scripted it. We get it, you know, so that it's in a place that they like. And then we kind of have the ability to just go off script and improvise and come up with other jokes and stuff like that. And, and a lot of that does actually make it to the show. So it's creatively been a very fulfilling process for me because, you know, it, it's very rare that, that they allow you to do that on a TV show and that they actually are, are positive about it, <laughs> about you kind of going off on, on tangents and stuff like that. But uh, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's a very fun, um, yeah, creatively fulfilling work environment. So it's it's a it's a pretty big blessing, I'll say that. Uh, uh, Spud, yes. did you hear what Lauren just said? Yeah, she's yeah. grateful to work in an environment where creativity is encouraged. But the producers of Superstore allow the cast to jump in and improvise. But you won't let me say or do anything on this little radio show. Oh, uh, Lauren, I just need a brief moment. It's one thing for talent on an NBC show, you know, to be allowed the opportunity to interject with their own material. You are the temporary co-host of a dinky radio show, a show that does not even need your services. Temporary, permanent co-host, and yeah. I shudder to think where this show would be without my participation. <coughs> a, sh a show with 100% of Spud Goodman with no relief from a normal human being to counteract you would be horrendous listening experience. It would be soul-crushing. Well, for those listening who do have a soul, 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure they would be fine if something unfortunate happened to you. Oh, it could well, be arranged if it's in the best interest of the show, Spud. I'm just saying. Good oh. to know, but I, I got to get back to Lauren. Hey, I'm back. Great. Well, you know, as yet another Canadian citizen, I, this is a thread that uh, I was thinking about. You know, you're, you're one more who was killed at in comedy. Why do you think you guys have such an edge over normal humans? Because I broached this with many Canadian comedians you know, on the show, and it just seems unfair, like when the East Germans and former Soviet Union athletes dominated in the Olympics. So do you, do you guys juice? That's, I mean, no one will ever admit it. <laughs> there has not been a Canadian doping scandal yet in terms of comedy, but, you know, you never know. Um, no, I, I, you know what I think it is? is it's, I think that we, culturally we just are very kind of self-deprecating. We don't really take ourselves super seriously. I think that one thing that I learned performing at Second City in Canada versus Second City in Chicago is is that a common thread across the board is that everyone laughs making fun of Canadians. So I think that, um, I think it's just Not your it's part of who we are. I think that we just have that kind of inherent sensibility that, that we are, you know, willing to make fun of ourselves before anybody else. And I think that that just kind of breeds good comedy and good comedians. I don't think we Americans are, are, are looking down on you much anymore, given uh, what's going on here. So, yeah, I think we're at, uh, quite envious. Let's just put it that way right now. All right. Um, so, so, Fair enough. Yeah, really. Um, so you previously co-starred with Rebel Wilson on the ABC show Super Fun Night. It only lasted one season, but what did you learn from that experience? That was an amazing experience. That was my first American TV show, and uh, it was it was great working with Rebel. She's amazing. She she and I remain friends even now. And and I, I met, you know, other lifelong friends on that show as well. I mean, Kate Jenkinson, who was on that show with me, she and I became roommates for a few years. Um, Super. It was an amazing kind of welcome to America experience for me. You know, I'd had an extensive film and TV career in Canada prior to that. But um, being able to come and break into the American market is something that's quite difficult. And I got to do it on a show where we had a lot of fun. And it, I think it was a really smart, funny show. It, it did not last, you know, very long, but hey. not a lot of shows do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was just a great experience. It was great to kind of, like, get a lay of the land and learn the ropes about, like, how to, you know. We, we would pull some pretty long days on that show, so it got me kind of used to that. Um, that schedule, my goodness. Uh, but yeah, I have, I have really fond memories of that time. It was really, we got to do a lot of singing, which was fun for me. And, uh, and it set me up to, uh, get ready to do my next show with Super in the title, Superstore. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've been canceled before too, and you know, it's not much fun. But on the upside, you have more free time. But anyway, all right, well, I know you got stuff to do, so I'm going to let you go. But let me tell everyone once again that Superstore airs each Thursday night on NBC at 8, 7 Central. Uh, we really want to thank you for coming on our show. And I want to thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Ms. Lauren Ash. For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the, the Spud Goodman, Goodman show. show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. It's musical guest interview time. Say hello to our musical guest, Jamie Nova. Welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, this time without the full band, uh, Jamie Nova Sky, with you, I mean, with you, you know, but I, I was going to ask, are you feeling lonely? I, I see you did bring a friend for this next song. I sure did. 
I brought my uh, dear friend, Miss Lauren Piston. Hello there. Super. Welcome. All right. Um, well, for those who are not familiar with your background, uh, in the past you were the lead singer with a very interesting band, Hell's Bells, I was. an all-female ACDC tribute band that toured the world, yes. and currently the lead singer with Witchburn, yep. a metal band that's been quite successful, and of course, uh, lead singer with Jamie Nova Sky. So do, do you dig performing solo, or did we just pressure you into doing this against your will? Uh, actually, I, um, I like challenging myself, because without the band to uh, cover up all my mistakes, it forces me to play better and um, and I can play with the songs and the tempo a little bit more and you know just kind of mess about yeah all right well you know you've been listening to the show H have you ever looked into your family tree and found a long-lost relative it's, it's kind of cool if the person you know is at least like a little bit likable uh, I can honestly say I have not the whole cheek swabbing thing I'd have to agree with you it kind of uh, yeah. makes me feel a little nervous yeah it is it is yeah Anyway, well, okay, let me deal with this one. I want to hit you with this. You're also an artist. I uh, am. What gives you more satisfaction, your music or artwork? Ooh, it's like food or water, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they both um, fill a completely different part of my soul and, and my spirit. And um, actually, painting brings in a lot more money than uh, playing music, so. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Got it. Um well, Jamie, what's, what's your take on flu shots? A good idea or not? I, I get like, you know, uh, three or four each year just in case the first one doesn't work because I don't do vomiting well. What, what Did you do it this year? I did not do it this year. Oh. Um, and knock on some wood, I'll find some here sooner or later, but uh, I've avoided the plague. Okay. So, I'm very so I'm very thankful. All right, super. Okay, what's the name of the next song and what's it about? Uh, this next song is called Hearts and Daggers. And uh, my dear friend Lauren actually wrote this song for um, her friend Eli, who uh, took his own life. Okay, let's let's hear it.
It's an empty feeling No last goodbye I can't forget you now Not even if I try Take it all All the tears I cry Said you're all alone Told the world But the pain still stays. I can't forget you. Isn't any way. I just don't know why you can't try. I can't accept that. Should have tried. You said you love me. Now that I'm the one to cry, it's an empty feeling. No last goodbye. Well, I can't forget you now. Not even if I try. Goodman Radio Show. Hello, this is Emo Phillips, and you, through no fault of your own, are listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Uh, Spud, yeah, I believe our public sector food critic Lawrence is on the line and ready to give his review. Man, where's he been for the last month and a half or so? I, I haven't I heard a word from him. He, you know, I don't read the show's emails from our executive producer, and, you know, I, I don't know. I was kind of worried he died or something. No, uh, uh, go ahead, Lawrence. You are on the air. Okay. Uh, um, I'm on my, uh, hey, uh, should I do my own intro for this? Uh, okay, here it goes. I am Lawrence, the Spud Goodman Show public sector food critic. Uh, okay, you want me to start now? Uh, hey, Lawrence. Uh, where in the hell have you been? You, you sort of disappeared on us. Why? Why? I am pregnant. Well, so okay. So I went on family medical leave for about six weeks. It was kind of tough getting it approved. But finally, 
somebody signed off on it because my pet hamster, Benny, he got real sick. And I had to care for him 24-7 for weeks and weeks until he started to recover and all. And, and now I know some people, they might not think a, a pet hamster is like a family member. But for me, he and I, we're really tight. I take him with me everywhere. You know, even on the Greyhound bus rides to do my food reviews all over the country and everything. Well, you know, well, I'm glad he's feeling better and, and you were able to return to, to working on the show. So where'd you go this time to do your review? Oh, man, I got to go to Alcatraz. It's oh, a park huh. now, you know, it's, it's not a prison anymore. Right. The, when I did my seven and a half years over at Pelican Bay down in Cali, I was always hearing about this place here from the old timers. Now... No prison's really a fun place, especially for newbies, you know. No collusion. Yeah, I mean, I will never understand how you got seven and a half years for art forgery, a, a nonviolent crime. You know, we really do need criminal justice reform in this country. Uh, I, I know you said the sentencing judge was, was pissed at you because one of his relatives bought a bogus Pollock painting from you, but geez, talk about an excessive sentence. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, you know, Spud, I would point out that if you don't want to do the time, then you shouldn't have done the crime. N no offense, Lawrence. Hey, 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 you shut your face! And whatever happened to that recusal thingy with that biased judge? Man. A anyway, what did you review at Alcatraz? Did they have, like, a decent snack bar there? No, no, I wouldn't describe it as a snack bar. It's kind of more of a public cafeteria that they have. The U.S. Park Service... They run the place nowadays. Oh, okay. Now, no, no one mans the tower or the yard there anymore. So, hey, I heard it was wild back in the day. But I'm going to tell you, after a couple of hours there, I was bored out of my mind. I had Benny with me, and even he seemed disinterested. Uh, can, I, can I ask you, Lawrence, if you have trouble with Greyhound staff traveling with a hamster? Are, are they okay with that? Oh, yeah, they're fine with it. I just registered them as my therapy hamster, you know? Hey, I got a therapist to write me up a letter that said uh, I could carry him, that, you know, I took out this letter I carried around with me whenever we go to places, huh. you know, that are not friendly to hamsters. I show it, and it shuts them right up. Americans love a winner. So, so how is the food at Alcatraz? I'm guessing not that great, huh? No, no, no. I would give their ham and cheese sandwiches three and a half sporks. Oh, wow. The sourdough bread. It added a really nice touch. Yeah, yeah, along with this requisite amount of the very tangy mustard they got. Now that the chips, there were nothing to write home about, just your basic glaze, barbecue and stuff. But the pickles, the ones that they served were outstanding. That was an amazing deal pickle, I gotta say. Well, let's get to the important stuff. How were the desserts? Well, to be honest with you, Spud, I didn't order any desserts because I was really full. I ate like five and a half of them ham and cheese sandwiches. Hey, like I said, they were awesome. No desserts? Wow, that's like having sex and stopping in the middle of it to go play video games. That's ridiculous. I am frankly stunned you skipped dessert. That's not like you. You know, some of us feel that dessert is overrated, Spud. The main course, along with fresh vegetables, is really what matters in life. I don't want any damn vegetables. Yeah, okay. Well, like I said that day, uh, I was just uh, wasn't feeling it. So, okay. Hey, look, look, are we done now? Because i got to yeah, go well. pick some of the fresh dandelions from the guy across the street's yard there. And he loves those dandelions. Okay. And now, I promise I'm going to stay in touch with you, Spud, all right? Yeah. Okay, now... now even if I'm not doing a public sector food review, uh, why don't you friend me on Facebook, all right? 
Yeah, I mean, you got it, of course. And, and thanks, you know, a bunch for doing your review this week. And, you know, I read the, you know, our fans' emails, and man, the people really love you way more than me, that's for sure. Anyway, take it easy. You, you know, he seems to have a very strong bond with his hamster. Hey, we don't choose who we love, okay? It just happens, dude. So I thought, you know, it would hopefully be interesting for our listeners to hear from my long-last cousin, Roger. And I'm going to stipulate, though, this was strongly recommended by our executive producer. She feels, you know, these stories about families being reconnected are, are ratings gold. I don't know about that, but, you know, even I have a hard time switching the channel, when, you know, when some sappy story comes on about a guy who finds out he has, like, a brother or a father he never knew about. I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Uh, just check and see if, he, if he's on the line, because I told him to call in right about now if he's going to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm being told your new cousin, Roger, is on the line. Yes, excellent. Hey, hey Roger, you're on the line. You're on the air or whatever. Are you there? Hey, hey, Spud, uh, are you sure you want me on your radio show? I mean, I'm not some famous guy. I'm, I am only have, like, 176 Facebook friends. Really? Hmm, well. Um, <laughs> um, you suck! Well, you know, well, now you can send me a friend request, and I'm pretty sure I'll accept it. And so then it'd be like 177. You know, it, it's still pretty embarrassingly low, but everyone counts, I guess. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll send it later. Anyway, uh, hello, uh, everyone. My name is Roger. Um, I'm going to keep my last name out of this uh, defense, yeah, every, okay? Everyone knows it's Goodman, okay? I mean, I mean, you're fairly low on our family tree, but you are there, so you have to be a little proud, huh, right now, knowing all this? Well, I, I've never heard of you or your show until you called me last week. This kind of all came out of the blue for me. Well, at least... Be honest. He, well, yeah, but at least he called you. I can't remember the last time he picked up a phone to call me. I'm uh, okay, just I, I'm, pl- I'm gonna. I'm planning to call you soon, Aunt Dorothy, maybe this sure weekend. Sure you are. So tell our listeners what it's like to find out at this point in your life you have a new cousin, a cousin who has his own radio show. Would you be where you are had there not been a sex tape? No. You know, maybe not a big-time one, but still, I am on the air. Well, like I said, it's been okay, I guess. Uh, You know, Spud told us that you're a high school teacher. Do you enjoy working with kids? That must be a rewarding profession. Yeah, I guess. I sort of got into teaching by accident. My dream of becoming a nail Navy SEAL, it went down the tubes after college. And I'm not really a very good swimmer. I'm, I'm kind of a bit of a narcoleptic, too, you know? Wow. I, I did a test during Hell Week, you know, to see what it would be like if I, if they accepted me to the program, and I just couldn't stay awake during the nighttime stuff. Uh, even during the day, I was nodding off during the forty-mile okay, run, yeah, okay, full right, gear on, and all. Yeah. And my roommate, he was a crossing guard. He told me about some openings for teachers in the school district. Yeah. It wasn't that hard to get a job, actually. I just just asked. Right, you know, let's get back to the bombing out of the SEAL Team 6 thing. You know, I think it's in our genes, the Goodman genes, that we're not built for activities that require a lot of testosterone. What's your name, scumbag? You know, I wanted to be a fireman way back, but no way I was strong enough to herk around those heavy hoses. 
So anyway, can, let's, can you say how life-changing it was to welcome me, Spud Goodman, into your life? That's what we need to hear about. And, and it, it's, it's been kind of cool for me, too. As I, as I get older, I'm losing my relatives, so it's, it's kind of a bonus to add one, you know, sort well, of. Well, Spud, if you ever use those dumbbells I got you for your birthday a few years ago, you'd be better able to handle the day-to-day physical activities of a fully functioning male. And I'm probably not going to like you, no matter how many pull-ups or push-ups you do. Look, I tried them for a couple days, but it's such a, a waste of energy i only have so much of it oh boy hey you know what? i try to hit the weight room you know at the y maybe like at least four days a week fitness is the is the key to a long and healthy yeah, life okay. if you ask me well I, I i didn't ask and and attempting to intimidate relatives you know to emulate your jack lalane lifestyle isn't really cool man you know I, I myself try to walk at least three to four blocks each morning i bring along our cockapoo snuffy i feel so yeah. invigorated afterwards that's so hot. R- really, we both do. Uh, so changing the subject, Roger, I'm thinking of visiting you in Arizona because I could use some 85-degree weather right now. Oh, oh, really? You know, we, we hadn't discussed that. Um, yeah, I, I need to talk to my wife about that first. Um, were you talking this year? Uh, yeah, but I'd only stay a few weeks. I promise you. I could actually do my my show from your place in a you know with a remote hookup. Everyone else could like stay here in the studio. Do, do you have a spare room where I could set up a temporary like mini studio? I wouldn't need that much uh, gear, you know. And, and all, but what kind of internet service do you have, and how how's the speed on your modem? Uh, well, can, can we maybe put this on hold for now? I mean, we we hardly know each other for, from our our brief phone calls. I just called into the show because you you, you really pressured me to call in. And I well, I really would prefer to, to get to know you a bit more before you come and visit. You know, you, you understand that, right? Hey, bud, what's your problem? No, not really. I mean, I know I would let you come crash with me before I, I did a freaking background check on you. It's not like I'm moving in, man. At the most, it would be a month. Just until it stops raining and gets over 75 degrees here in the Seattle area. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go um, now. It was really nice being on your show. Uh, well, from what I can pick up about it, it's it's a nice little program and all. You know, the the nasty things that the people are saying on Facebook, they're not really all of them are that accurate. Uh, okay, I'll I'll get a hold of you like next week, maybe. Maybe. Uh, okay. Goodbye. Oh, he's gone. Well, you know, he seemed very nice. Just give him some time. You might grow on him, Spud. Whatever. I mean, it's his loss. That's what I want to say that for the record. Anyway, I, I got to sign off here. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here is Jamie Nova. Find a shade with a cloud of gray. 
Copyright 2018, Spud Goodman Productions.